This podcast contains material that may not be suitable for children or those of lesser constitutions. Listener discretion is advised. And now, go f*** yourself. Oh, shit. <laughs> Leave meeting. We're screwed. We're screwed. So, um, how you guys been? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Except pretty for Mac, he's uh, he's in his car right now because apparently somebody's being a bit of a handful. Yeah, Jackie can uh, occasionally <laughs> be a problem uh, on recording days. So it is what it is. Okay. It is what it is. Yeah, so you've been COVID in, uh, doing COVID parties there at uh, Mumu's? Uh, maybe a COVID crawl. Um, no, uh, Mumu's is actually still closed. They're choosing oh. to remain closed until all the restrictions have been lifted. So see how long that – I mean, I think the guy – I think the owner – not that he doesn't need that bar to be – restaurant bar to be open, but I think he can make do without having that restaurant bar open. But I'm sure he'd rather well, be that nice making revenue yeah. though. Yeah, for for sure. So what's what's been your hangouts lately? Uh, it's actually been a lot of the usuals, but uh, but Nobby Nobby is a, a stopover these days too. Silver Dollar. Um, oh god. AJ, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just messing with something. Okay, but uh, but you know, but a lot of the usuals are are open again. Jake's Grill. <laughs> Uh, Virginia Cafe, Kelly's Olympian, uh, right. Rialto. <laughs> have, have, where have you been hanging out in your hood? Me? Fucking nowhere. I've been hanging out in my goddamn house like a smart, you know, like a person who's smart. I'm not going yeah. out of this fucking COVID holes. Nope. <laughs> nobody is uh, is doing the right thing as far as I can see. There's a. Uh, a pizza schmitza bar and there's another one down just down just on the road here just a couple blocks away not even that far actually and each day i drive by i see packs of idiots uh shoulder to shoulder wearing no 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 masks so uh yeah fuck that yeah the restaurants that i've been uh have visited certainly i would say like maybe nine out of ten um, really, follow, you know, really follow the rules in terms of the table distances and distance between parties, asking, asking people to mask up as they're leaving the table to go to the restroom or something, and then they can relieve, uh, remove their masks uh, after, uh, you know, when they're ready to eat or drink. Uh, so that's been, I think that's been okay. And the service staff have all, you know, worn masks. Um and I do see, uh, and I'm not trying to justify this, uh, you know, at all, especially to you, because I don't give a shit. But the people, <laughs> you know, the other patrons, it appears that they that they're following the rules too. I mean, at least here in downtown Portland, you know, um, it seems in people. I mean, and on the street, I, I think I'm, I think I'm seeing, especially if I'm talking about like just the last couple of days over the weekend, um, I would say like maybe one 
one out of eight is not wearing a mask. Yeah, I mean, the problem with all that is it doesn't really matter when you're walking around the streets is, uh, you know, quite, quite as much. It matters more if you're not able to social distance. And we're seeing out really the biggest outbreaks all over the country. And in fact, there's just one big uh, popped up uh, yesterday, I think, in Vancouver, uh, are bars. Bars and uh, is is where these uh, outbreaks are are really starting to light up. So yeah, I mean people can be as careful as they want outside. They can they can uh, you know they could put the mask on when they get up from the uh, booth or table wherever they happen to be at. But none of that really matters because uh, when you're sitting there and you're talking to somebody, if you're infected or they're infected. It doesn't matter if, unless you're wearing your mask. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And that's, and that's, and that's the reason why this will continue, uh, to get worse. We're up over 50,000 cases a day in Oregon, uh, starting to get, uh, you know, obviously the cases are at all, are, are, are at all time highs, but, uh, so the hospitalizations, the, the numbers are that are testing positive. Those numbers are going up to, they're not quite to where they were when this all started, but it's gonna, you know, it's going to get there. And if we end up on the, the, the pessimistic side of things, which I usually am, um, it could get pretty bad pretty quick here in Oregon. So that's good. I mean, I, I think, you know, I don't think people are being, uh, they're not doing anything nefarious, but I think that people are kind of forgetting uh, just how bad this uh, virus really is. So, AG, not 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 lecturing or anything. <laughs> AG, how goes it? It goes well. Uh, there's not much change down here. Uh, you know the the mask, whatever the whatever word I'm looking for here. The mandate. Mask and pub mandate. Yes. So man, it, I think actually is helpful down here because people are already kind of skeptical about wearing a mask or taking caution. The fact that now, okay, it's the law, you need to wear a mask. That sort of drives it home for some people. So in some ways, it's kind of reassuring. Uh, again, I don't know. There's like whenever you're like that's the source of small talk now, though. Is like, oh, I can't believe we have to wear these things and that kind of stuff. So it's it's a little frustrating, but at least it's getting done. So, yeah. And then, what would those people, what would those people do when we finally are able to remove masks? I mean, will they still be talking about it? You know, will people actually, you know, will people actually be cognizant of it if and when they're sick? You know, either A, to just freaking stay home, or B, if you need to be out and out and about, you know put your mask, put a mask on. So hopefully that uh, stigma against masks here in the U.S. Um, <laughs> sorry uh, for the uh, audio there. Mac coughed. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, for those, for those of us, you know, the stigma of masks hopefully here in the U.S. will change, um, especially after this. You know, it's, it won't be rampant, but I think there's going to be some subset or at least, you know, the Asian population who maybe who maybe feel 
uh, a little out of place if they're wearing masks here in the U.S. Maybe they won't feel so out of place at the end of this. Well, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I think is as far as in sort of more conservative communities, seeing like the workers in the stores in the grocery stores, where have you, when they're wearing masks, that it should become with a little bit of a social that you're not wearing a mask because you're sort of increasing these folks uh, exposure. And I don't think any of us wants to do that. I don't think any of us wants to be the guy who doesn't want obey the rules and puts everybody else in danger. So, um, I, I, again, I think identifying a little bit with the, the frontline workers that they're wearing masks makes it like, okay, I need to do this for everybody. And that is, so that, that lesson's a little hard to sink home with folks. Yeah, I would agree there. I think the, the idea that people, most people I think are, are decent and, seeing if you go into your local Walgreens or Fred or Freddy's or whatever it happens to be, and you see that they are wearing the mask. Um, and if you, if they're able to put politics aside for just as like a, a moment, understanding that numbers are going up and it's, it's, you know, nobody really wants to get sick, even if they're not going to die. Uh, I think those things are, 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 you know, are good and hopefully they continue, but, you know, again, we reopened in the state without even adhering to the CDC guidelines. We didn't meet most of the guidelines that were already in place, and then they reopened. Um, a lot of that is because of, you know, politics, pressure put on by businesses. Uh, but again, if you look at what they did in 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 Europe, the, what they did in South Korea, what they've done in japan and other countries uh it doesn't make any sense what we're doing here now in fact it's going to continue we're not even people keep talking about the second wave we're not even to the second wave yet we're still in the first wave the first wave never went away so the fact that we wasted months now by being reopened too soon means that this first wave is just going to go ahead and just go ahead and co it's going to go, it's going to go all the way and through fall. And then we're going to have our second wave. And, uh, you know, we're going to go from 50,000 plus cases a day where we are now to very likely over a hundred thousand cases a day. Um, and, you know, was it worth it? I guess that's the, that's the question I think we got to ask either. I mean, clearly, you know, like, uh, whether or not you agree with the politics or, or or not, I think a lot of people are done with it, and they 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 just want to go about their daily lives, and they they want they're willing to take that risk. The problem is that those people, for people like myself, who I'm not worried about dying from it, but I am worried about continuing to spread it, and I feel like it's my responsibility as a, a citizen to to help stop that. I think those two mindsets are you know kind of going back and forth and it has nothing to do with masks it has nothing to do with pol politics it has more to do with what are you able to take 
and what are you able to, you know, how, what is, how does it affect your, your life or your, or your lifestyle? I think we even have it in our group here. I mean, we have three different, very, view, three, very different view, uh, views on how we should be reacting to the virus, which isn't a bad thing. It doesn't make anybody right or necessarily wrong. Uh, although it makes me right and everybody else wrong, but that's, that's totally fine. Makes you far right. <laughs> well, I think the, no, I, you know, I think it kind of boils down to right now with everything that you said, and I think people's feelings about it are varied. Of course, there's some that are 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 probably over it, and there's some that definitely uh, you know put a lot, still a lot more importance in it. But it's also I think at at, at the end of the day, we know that nothing was done right by the U.S. government. Nothing was done right by the U.S. government. There was no, you know, there was no federal action. The the guy, the idiot at the top, left it to the states, and that allowed for disparity, and that allowed for, you know, fifty interpretations of what the CDC is saying, what the WHO is saying, you know, because there was absolutely cl no clear guidance. Like I said, no clear guidance from the federal government. So that did not help. And I think the people who are over it is more over the that fact versus the, the virus itself. I think the I think inherently everybody knows the virus is still here. And whether you call it the second wave or the first wave or whatever, it, that's the thing the thing that's really what's really bogging people down is that everything else that came with this pandemic, you know, um, joblessness, you know, and and layoffs and furloughs and the you know how it hits the economy and rent and you know people are are probably um, overdue on rent and all of that stuff. So by being part of society again, quote unquote, I think, I, you know, again, I use, I'm starting to use like nine out of 10, but I think nine out of 10 people are there for the economy. And the one is there for the fuck it. I'm just going to enjoy my life kind of, kind of thing. I'm, I refuse to accept that it's, that it's more, more than that ratio. Well, the problem with the economy argument is that it's actually completely counterproductive because you're actually by opening up and going back to your regular life too soon. What we've done is we've opened ourselves up to now crashing our health, our healthcare system, and then having to go back into a lockdown, you know, which we wouldn't have had to do if he just would have just fucking stuck it out a couple more months in the first place. And but I do so wanna, I, sorry, I do want to question your source though. You had mentioned though, Mac, and I, I, and I do agree with you, but you had mentioned that there's a, that there are uh, correlation to the opening of the restaurant and bars, but I've heard, I've seen more reports that it's because of family gatherings. So it's like the, the, it's both, it's both. Definitely. But it's more, but it's more so the family gatherings rather. Cause I mean, if you can't, if they can't say that there's any correlation to the uptick to the people, to the hundreds of people that of thousands to pro who protest without masks, with, with no social distancing, that they couldn't detect anything there, that all of a sudden they could detect in restaurants and bars? Come on. Uh, whatever the they, problem is that there's... It's there's what wanna, It's what they want to address first and what they know they can't address. They, being the government, can shut down bars and, and restaurants. They can shut down businesses, but they can't do nothing with these protests. Yeah, I mean, I think they've kind of gone through that and analyzed that. Again, it matters more if you... And, and this is, again, if you believe in the science behind it, you believe the scientists or do you believe the Chamber of Commerce and who really has the, uh, you know, the best interests at, at heart for the people? I don't think that 
a lot of the scientists out there putting out the information. So sometimes they can be wrong. And when they when when they're wrong, at least they fucking admit it for the most part. Uh, so that's one right there. And then they usually try to fix it. But it, if, if you if you look at it, most of the scientists who are out there putting this stuff out there are the ones getting death threats are the, you know, the ones being threatened on both sides from, you know, businesses and from and from Karen's and Derek's and those types of people. You know, there's no there's no reason for them to lie about where these things are coming out from. And so, yes, uh, fam, certainly family gatherings, people getting back together, i.e., uh, well, well, we're going to have a spike from, from the 4th of July. Uh, we've already had one from uh, Memorial Day uh, and probably a little one from uh, Father's Day. All these things that people are, are doing are contributing to it. But the difference is there. The government can't control anything there. They, they, they can't force people to not go and get in, in a car and go drive to the other side of the city or wherever they're going to go to go see family members, right? But they do have control over what our bars do and what our restaurants do. And this disease, this virus is airborne. It's not, it, it, that's, that, that's, that's the bottom line that goes through the air. And so if you're not wearing masks and you're gathering, even if you're six feet apart, it doesn't really fucking matter. And so they are seeing these up, these upticks. They are seeing clusters and, and spreads. Uh, there was a bar in Michigan that's been, responsible for up to 88 cases so it's not just the bars and restaurants certainly not it's definitely other factors but it's it's a it's entire in its entirety what it is is it is it comes down to that people in this country don't have a long-term view on anything and they only see things in the context of their own personal problems or issues rather than thinking about the greater good and that's my problem with it is that people don't think about the greater good when they're going out. I mean, I, I didn't see my son for weeks and weeks because he was attending the pro, you know, because he was attending the protests uh, with uh, my wife's ex-husband. You know, he, he, he's planning, he's going to a party. He went to a party last night. He came over for a bit first, but he, he, he went to a party. So we told him, no, Peyton or my stepdaughter is not allowed to go to your house until you get quarantined. And it's these little people make these, decisions you have to think about how it affects everybody else and you know i think we can see in the in the, in the you know the context of this virus that americans have basically given up on that ag uh so it, it, this again has a lot to do with people not being able to see the virus you can't see the virus so there's a lot of sort of pretending it's not out there or it's not going to be that bad. And, you know, there's a lot of science denial behind this virus. The fact that it's not absolutely deadly, I mean, it, it is for, obviously for some people, but if there was something like a 50% mortality rate, this, I think this would have changed this, you know, we would have had a lockdown, complete lockdown for a longer period of time to really snuff this out. But the fact is that it's only kind of, lethal to some people supposedly uh makes other people that they just can kind of ignore it because you can put off in your mind the worst case scenario is not going to happen to me or to anybody i know so it's you know it's again just people that are you can't see something 
then it doesn't exist. And that's, you know, that goes all the way to the top of the government right now, as far as sort of just dismissing really what's happening. So, you know, unfortunately, there's going to have to be another harsh lesson here learned is when these cases are spiking that, you know, the, again, the healthcare system is going to take the hit. And, you know, the, the lower mortality rate right now that I, I hear people claiming, you know, the mortality rate's not that high. Well, it's not that high because you can get the equipment you need to stay alive. But when there's five other people, you know, in addition to yourself trying to use a ventilator or getting a hospital hospital room at the same time, okay, that's when the mortality rate's going to jack up too. So it's, we can't, why we can't just get this in through our heads that doing these mitigation efforts is that's what saved lives. It's not that the virus isn't as deadly as we thought. It's just that we're able to get the care. You know, most people are able to get the care that they need to survive it. And I don't know if that's going to be true if there's a big crush for, you know, hotel rooms, ventilators, et cetera. And I just, I, you know, I don't know why we have to have this, uh, denial or putting the blinders on as far as that's a possibility and the fact that it isn't just making people drop dead on the spot that's really the only thing that would convince a certain section of our population that this is worth taking seriously yeah i would agree with that 100 percent. i think and that's the thing a lot of people don't really understand what the true death rate is so they look at it and they think okay uh, if you just take the simple numbers uh, uh, and you divide it by the total number of cases that we have reported, that gives you about four point something percent. The problem with that is that it's not even, that's not accurate because scientists have said there's probably up to five times more cases out there or more than we, than, than we're showing right now. And so if, if you just take those numbers you say, okay, we're about almost 3 million cases in the U.S. right now that have been reported. You, you, you multiply that by five times, you end up with uh, 15 million. And it's, let's, just, let's just say it's 20 million cases are out there. Let's say it's even more than let me think. There's 20 million cases out there right now. With the current death rate, or with the current number of deaths, it's, uh, I don't know, I think it's around probably 0.007%. I've done some of the math on this recently with up to 24 million. And even if you just take that and you look at the number of deaths uh, last year from flu. So the flu killed about 34,000 people in the U.S. last year, about 35 million cases. That's infinitesimal compared. It's, it's, it's many, many factors over with the coronavirus and it's not just uh old people who are dying from it or, or old people with, or people with conditions uh, that have already been there it's it's other people and there's so many things that we don't know about the virus it's only been in the u.s for six months uh maybe 10 months if you, if you look at some numbers it could have been here even longer than that uh but there's still so much we don't know about it and so again you look at other countries what they've done is they've been able not to just flatten the curve but they've completely reduced the number of cases so that they 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 could take it a second hit coming up in you know fall they can take the flu uh, uh around that's going to come around this year too and we just had 35 million last year with flus 
34,000 people dying and, and, and a number of those people in you know the hospital. Imagine what it's going to look like in fall if we're still at the same numbers we're at now and you throw on top of that the, the, the flu. We're going to be in apocalyptic numbers of people dying on, on a daily basis and it could all have been prevented. So, but yeah, as you said, and that'll be my last word on the, on the coronavirus, you know, you know, you know for now, I think everyone uh, who's listener, you know, Edgar, you know my viewpoint on it. By now, it's pretty obvious. I think it's, it's uh, AG, you're probably kind of in the middle on it. And uh, Amito is probably a little bit further on the other end, not politically, but maybe pro- across the spectrum of different opinions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, I think, a, a good dichotomy of how, probably how people feel uh, out there. You know, yep. so I mean, I think the bottom line for me as well, and I and we'll we'll end this particular topic for for this episode. I mean, I'll give AG a chances to to bottom line too. But for me, I think it's it's it does come down to, especially now, and we're talking numbers. And if we are comparing apples to apples, you know, if it's this percentage for the for the death of the flu death from the from the common flu and this percentage for the death because of covid-19 it it does come down to that question that nobody wants to ask which is what is it, what is an acceptable death rate for covid-19 to allow us to continue to to you know to open the economy etc cetera, etc cetera. it's going to come down to that for maybe I mean not necessarily me but at some point maybe me and also the people at the top that are making these these decisions because especially you 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 know add everything from it being an election year to just you know all the all of the the dollars and and all the unemployment all of that stuff it's like it is this percentage death rate of a death rate um, enough in order to make sure that these things also come into play come back so ag <laughs> wear a mask, wear a mask, and you know people have made way bigger sacrifices for this country and this and the well-being of their fellow citizens than wearing a goddamn mask. So just put it on. I'm not wearing one now. Obviously, I'm alone. But uh, <laughs> you know, when you're out and about, just do it. It's not you know, it's not infringing on your rights. It's just seriously looking out for other people and. You can you can take this argument to the point of like traffic lights. It's like we all stop at a red light, and that and the, re- and the fact that we do is for our own benefit and for everyone else's benefit. So you know, and claiming that your rights are being impinged on because you're wearing a mask is just frankly ridiculous, reductive thinking. And stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! All right, when we come back from break, we'll talk about something else. (laughs) Will we, though? Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash innocuousbastards. Find us on Twitter as at innocbastards. Or follow our blog at innocuousbastards.wordpress.com. Email us at innocuous.bastards at gmail.com.
And we're back. Um, sorry for uh, any kind of weird background noises. Mac found it necessary to go on a drive while we're recording Zoom, but it's all good. So, but uh, but welcome back. I just I just I just parked. Okay, good. But I'm glad you're parked because it seemed that you were very very intent on talking about Trump. So, later. <laughs> yes, and that that could cause a lot of anger and uh, resentment and lead to uh, just driving off a cliff somewhere. No. Uh, so those of you who are listening to this will know that uh, on the third on Friday, Trump had it and rather ill. Uh, we already talked COVID, but it's an ill, it was an ill-advised, you know, meeting for many reasons, not just for uh, COVID related because no one was social, social distancing, but also the fact that it is uh, a native American kind of a holy site. I don't remember if it's a burial ground or not. Exactly, but Mount Rushmore doesn't exactly inspire a lot of good feelings from Native Americans, even if Americans uh, seem seem to get off on it. Uh, and then you throw on top of that the fact that the area is under drought. It's been in a drought for a while, and the local officials were actually banning fireworks. Uh, so there's to me, there's like three strikes there, and you know you're out. And then you take the just the the dis, the dystopian you know speech i've never heard american presidents along any spectrum talk like this asshole does he is literally doesn't care about 60% of americans i think he, he he'd be fine if they were all executed i think that's how he feels uh with the, you know the way he's talking in his speech is about how uh, schools are indoctrinating uh, kids to hate to hate their own country. Uh, that was one of his. That was one of his lines there. Uh, the you know some of the other lines just going on and on about the heritage and the importance of protecting these ridiculous statues, uh, Confederate statues, and then trying to tie it into somehow, you know, we're trying to er- erase our our culture and our heritage and 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 all this jazz. And, and just as in general, singling out groups and, and setting them aside as bad or evil, uh, that's what he's telling his people now. That's how desperate he is to maintain power. That's how desperate he is to continue on doing what he's doing. And it's, it's the scariest speech. I mean, I didn't watch the, the whole speech because I can't stand to watch the guy, but just some of those, those themes right there that should not happen in this country period. It should not happen in this country to where we have the leader of our, of the entire nation speaking that way about this country. It's the most un-American thing I've ever heard in, in my life. And yet it's been eaten up and, 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 you know, it's, it's insane that people will even give this even a, just a passing thought that that's, that's how bad this speech was. Ag, I didn't get to watch this speech, but uh, did you happen to catch it? No, I I didn't watch it. Uh, I maybe just have heard clips about it, but I mean, it is ridiculous that he doesn't even try, doesn't even pretend to try to be a president for all for everybody, and especially on the Fourth of July. You know yep. that he's still seeking. I mean, the guy is just—he's so far gone that there's really there's no coming back and even if he tried at this point to sort of try and reconcile different 
groups of people in this country. It would just come across as fake. I mean, in addition to everything else about him that is fake, it wouldn't work because he's not believable anymore. So, again, a lot of this stuff is, and I almost think Trump isn't necessarily even the one to blame. It's more like Fox News, right-wing media, the stuff that has sort of positioned itself as, we're presenting the real news. And so... I mean, I don't know if Trump was even that much of a Republican 10 years ago or 15 years ago. I think he just goes whichever way is going to give him the easiest path. And that path to the election was to stoke racial animus, to try and make this an us versus them sort of situation. And it worked then mostly because there was this unknown quality that he had. Well, now that he's been president for three and a half years, we know what the qualities are and they're all corrupt. They're all tainted. They're all self-serving. So it's, yeah. And I think to, to your point, I mean, nobody can backpedal that, that much, you know, no, you know what I mean? So, and it actually does seem like, when, especially when it comes to, you know, the, the racial divide, it seems like it's actually doing like almost purposefully, almost like, going down a list or something first you want you know wants to hold a a you know a, a rally during juneteenth uh so mm-hmm. that's that's already you know strike one and then strike two hey let's uh let's celebrate july uh, july 4th by uh let's you know by honoring the desecration of a, of a lakota sioux landmark you know so and what's next he's gonna go to uh, like an asian cemetery and start pissing on the tombstones it just like it it, it seems like he's like systematically and if that's the case, and if and and, and if it's and if his ally, uh, handlers are allowing him to do that, you know, a good kudos to them, and then B, it makes me kind of wonder: is it like, are you know, are the people in his circle in his orbit actually purposely allowing him to just do these stupid, idiotic things, just because maybe they're tired of him too? You know, he just wants they just want to get them get him the hell out. I've heard that a lot of Republicans are are certainly not backing him have, have you know purposefully and and dutifully stop stopped backing him because they want to distance themselves from what this guy represents you know which is very very rarely good and it's kind of interesting i was talking to a trumpian um well sorry he's a republican uh but he's definitely not against trump and, and uh, for a lot of things and so he was talking about because i said you know trump's racist and he was like well, give me give me a couple of examples, and so of course I cited that, and of course he <laughs> a couple. <laughs> I cited just a couple, and then and then he had a rebuttal for each one. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I go, well, yeah, you know, and, and he just you know was just proselytizing this asshole for like 30 minutes. I go, okay, 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 give me, can you give me at least one or two things that may, that that Trump did um, that you didn't agree with? And he was like you know, like he was thinking, I'm going, there's my answer. Sorry, you're a Trumpian. There's absolutely nothing I could do to change your mind right now. So let's stop this conversation was basically, you know, where where we ended it. So, and then I finished my course light and left. So. Yeah. To to me, that, that Trumpian attitude is an excuse. I think if you look, there's no way to justify any of what he does or what he says. And he continually doubles down. He's getting, like I said, he realizes now that the polls are not in his favor, not just the polls, but the landscape of the electoral college is not even in his favor anymore. And so he is trying to 
to solidify, continually solidify his base. And that's fine if you actually have any strategy of, uh, you know, reaching out and bringing more people under your tent, essentially. But he doesn't do that. He has no way of doing that. So what he's doing is he's going to continue to to give red to give red meat to his base, and he's going to continue to double down on it over and over and over again. And you'll see before we get to the election, you know, uh, what was that movie that uh, uh, they say never go full retard? Uh, what was that movie? Uh, uh, Tropic Thunder or something like that? Never go full. He's going. He's going. You should never go full racist. And he continually is going full racist. You know, having a president of the United States calling Black Lives Matter a hate symbol. A hate symbol. He called it a hate symbol of all things. That is not, you can't justify that in any, by any stretch of the, of the imagination. You can't say that the Kung flu is not racist. So, but the Trumpians will say, no, no, he's trying to bring, uh, uh, you know, our consciousness to the fact that it was China who did this. Well, then just call it a Chinese disease. If you want to call it that, that's a little less, ra- it's still racist. But originated, the- originated, originated in China is... Yeah, you could say it originated in China. Yeah, if that's where you really want to go with it, use the facts. Don't use the Kung flu, although it does sound funny. I did chuckle the first time I heard it. And I, I actually felt bad about chuckling about it. But that's not something, that's, that's me. You know, I should never be the president of the United States. I don't have that kind of moral fortitude, and nor should I ever be there. Uh, but the president of the United States should be the someone who, who should be held to a, a higher standard, not to my standards. And so I think that's the biggest problem is that, you know, he's going to continue to lower himself and lower himself. And he's, I mean, he's already there. And there is no dog whistle. There's no veiled language anymore. He's basically just full on racist. And so that's good for his people, though. That's fine because his people are the ones who I think AG has said many times are kind of on the way out and they're afraid and they're scared and they're angry. So you have fear and anger and that's what he, that's what he's, his people get off on the most because he gives them that sense of power. But the problem with that strategy is that it's not working anymore across the, the electorate that he needs to bring in to the party or, or at least to, to, to galvanize for uh, 2020 election. So, you know, it, that will work, but he's also hoping for a Biden collapse. Like he's going to make a gaffe, like it, it, Biden, what's, what's he going to say now? Is, is he going to screw up where he was in that state? I don't care if he's like terminally, uh, I, I, I wouldn't care today if they came out and said that he had Alzheimer's, I would still vote for Joe Biden, a vegetable Joe Biden, uh, on life support over this son of a bitch. And I think that's where a lot of people are. I think a lot of people, they talk about an enthusiasm gap. Yeah, I'm not enthusiastic about Biden. I don't give a fuck who it is. I'll, I'll even vote for Tucker Carlson right now over Donald Trump. That's how bad Donald Trump is. Yeah, this person was asking me also was, com- uh, um, you know, basically, commenting on the fact that I told, I said, Hey, I'm unaffiliated. I, as a news U S citizen, I didn't choose either side, but I would probably, I would uh, likely vote for Biden. Actually, I didn't say likely I said, but I would vote for Biden because, you know, I don't want Trump to to remain there. And actually that whole, that started the whole thing, but he was questioning, 
oh, you know, and again, he was talking whatever his version of facts about Biden and saying, you want that to lead the country ex- instead of someone who's have proven track record, blah, 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 blah. I go, I want any- proven what? <laughs> and I said, I said, I said, you know, I, I want anybody else. I want somebody else to to run this country. Anybody but Trump. A.G.? So this kind of, this has kind of bugged me, and and I've been reading this in a couple of places that Trump sort of has till Memorial Day to turn around his you know poll numbers, uh, you know election election chances, and it's only going to be then that other Republicans who are sort of tacitly or even explicitly supporting him right now are going to either get fully on board with him. Or they're going to jump ship and try and distance themselves for their own reelection or their own elections. So it's, I mean, it, the fact that the Republicans are saying, "Hey, we're we're giving you this extended leash to do whatever you're doing, uh, and we'll see how it's how it goes," is sort of still more like complicitness on on other Republicans that they're. I mean, this is the time to get your distance from him if you want to go forward as a party that is seen as somehow, you know, has America's best interest at heart. I mean, all of America, not just your constituency, but so that they're giving him this Memorial day is, I forget. uh, Uh, September 7th this year, I think. Okay. So he's got all summer to keep doing this crap and Republicans are just going to see how it goes so if, he, if for some reason this, you know, racial animus stoking and all this divisiveness, if it for somehow increases his poll numbers, Republicans will sort of like, we'll still be there for you when the time comes. So that to me, I'm a little kind of disgusted by that because now is the time. I mean, now is the time for you to be reaching out to try and, and if nothing else, I mean, if not for like purely... Um, altruistic reasons is is to approach people that are undecided or who actually are on the other side of the aisle to try and get their uh, to get their support and they're going to just let that slide and just see what Trump comes up with and generally what he comes up with is the next thing out of his mouth and he doesn't even know what that's going to be so I, you know I just I think Republicans have sort of missed the chance to distance himself from him, to make the people that are diehard Trump supporters really make them out for what they are, which is that they have definite racial, uh, I'm not saying they're all racist, but they have either racial blind spots or they are just fully, like they don't, they don't care. Like whatever Trump does is fine because they're getting their way on certain legislation or certain policies. So you know, the time has is now to do that. And I've, I've been following the Lincoln project on Twitter and they Me are, too, yeah. they're merciless on him. And they're I trolls. I like it. They, there needs to be that kind of thing. There needs to be this sort of persuasiveness on from, from the right side to break the spell that Trump has on these people. And I, I think they're, they're doing a, a fairly good job, but you just, you don't know, how what the effect it has on people that are just so uh up trump's ass that they can't see daylight so i think that the time is now for that to happen so the fact that they that the general thought is okay memorial 
Day. If he hasn't turned it around by Memorial Day, then we may jump ship Labor Day. Day. Labor Day. Is it? I thought I, Memorial I thought Day has already passed. Oh, well, maybe it is Labor Day. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, Labor Day is what you're thinking. The one in September. I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, what surprises me most uh, right now, well, a lot, one of the things that surprises me most is that in terms of like approval rating, disapproval ratings versus disapproval rating, et cetera. I think the last one that I read was it, it was like a 52% disapproval rating for Trump. And I think about a 47 or something, 46% approval. I'm concerned that with all the shit that he's done, that, you know, I would think that disapproval rating would be bigger, like in the 70% disapproval. It's so that he's still teetering in the mid, in the mid, near the midpoint. That makes me nervous. It's like, what does he have to do in order to really, you know, basically prove to the Trumpians that, oh my God, this guy's in, this guy's actually just an asshole. No, that, that poll that you're talking about is there is from Rasmussen reports. That's 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 the one poll. There's a couple polls that you have to do. Is you have to look at the to, at the totality of the, the the various polls. So, for for people who want to look at that kind of there's there's this this place is a, this kind of just takes the polls as they are and kind of tiles them all up. It's real clear politics. Okay. If you go there and you, you look at the Trump approval ratings, actually he's negative fourteen percent right now. I think it's 14.2%. Uh, and he's in the, the lower 40s, kind of in the the mid-50s disapproval rating. And then if you take it a step further and you go to 538.com and look at the breakdown there, because they actually have it, the statistical variance between a right-leaning pollster and a left-leaning pollster, and they, they attempt to use it just stats, really, to because what they do is they look at the number of the, the, the people that they're polling, their uh, their their strategy, the the questions that they ask, the population, the numbers, all that kind of stuff. So if you look at it there, he's down about negative fifteen point something points. So looking at, at those things, looking at any individual poll, you can pull out a lot of bullshit if you want to. Uh, but the bottom line is is he's his numbers are historically bad for an incumbent president at this, at this point. Um, and if you look at even just the national polling, there's probably a few percent that are not decided. If you look at, I think right now, if you go to 538 for, you know, for instance, or even to real clear, I think Biden has pretty close to 50%. Trump has right around 41% uh, on, on kind of both of those. Uh, areas and so he's down about nine about nine points nationally and so if you look at it even if there are okay so that's another nine percent of the you know the country who's not who's not decided uh if 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 biden and trump just split that biden will be the next president and it won't even be close it won't be close it will be a landslide of historical proportions that we haven't seen probably since uh dukakis bush that's a poss that's certainly a possibility the other one is that it kind of just you know things sort of reset and we kind of go back to where we were maybe in 2012 with barack obama and uh mitt romney and have that type of a, a victory i think you know 
re, I think regardless, I think the all the down ballot Republicans running for Senate who back this son of a bitch for as long as they have their toast. I mean, like Susan Collins in the last election, I think she won by like 25 points or something. She's probably going to lose the election there in Maine. And she was allegedly moderate Republican. I think that the people in the country who have seen, you know, the, the vast majority of people I've seen that the shit that he's doing is so insane. And if you support him, you are complicit. You're not just, well, maybe you are already complicit. You were complicit back in 26, back in 2016. So to me, barring Trump dropping out of the race, which is a possibility, he may see that his numbers are so bad that he doesn't want to lose like that. He doesn't want to go out that way. He may drop out or uh, Biden drops dead at some point short of something like that. I don't see how the electorate is going to change. Now you may see some bumps. You may see after the conventions, for instance, like Trump will, will, will do his best. If he's smart, he'll use that platform to try to be a uniter rather than a divider. But to me, the, the good news is that the good and bad, I said this to somebody on, uh, on uh, line yesterday, said the good, the good news is that Trump doesn't change. He is who he is. The bad news is that Trump doesn't change. He is who, who he is. So depending on what side of the you know, spectrum you look at, his strategy is not getting him any more voters. And in fact, will just continue to alienate himself from everybody else. That's the good news. I, I mean, at least I'm hoping. AG. Well, I mean, I, yeah, there's no, there's really no way to go. And, and there's actually, I've been reading that the Republican convention may or might not even happen. They, they're trying to take it to, was it, were they taking it to Florida? Florida. Yeah. <laughs> so It's so pathetic. It's, it's, it is really ridiculous where he has to go to sort of spread this kind of crap that he spreads. And, but we're all still like on, as far as the topic of polling, we're still, I think we're all still in that 2016 mode of hey, the polls look really good. And then election comes around and it's like, what happened? So polls to me are, are, I mean, that the whole thing just makes me skeptical of polls to some extent. So, but I do sort of feel like what, what media I'm consuming and like the people I'm seeing on, on Twitter, that there is this sort of pushback now on Trumpian ideology that the, you I think it's, you know, the conservatives have, they align themselves with the moral majority back in the day. And that's where really that, that party changed because I can understand certain conservative principles of like being financially responsible. And that used to sort of be the driving force behind that party was to be conservative financially and maybe policies and whatnot. But now it, it's just become with Trump, it's just become, I'm going to unleash all this, this crap that's in my head that damn whoever it really affects, but I get to say what I want to say. And that that's just not how politics should go. And I think maybe people are starting to just kind of 
wake up a little bit to like, this is not normal. This is in the, the policies that, you know, what little he's actually done policy wise and as a president doesn't really mean anything to them. He doesn't really accomplished anything. And he hasn't even really even taken down Obamacare, which is I'm sure is their number one priority or, or it was at one point, but now it's just like, well, what is he doing? He doesn't have a, 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 a he can't state when direct, directly asked, what, sh- what are you going to do in your second term? He just goes off and there's this verbal diarrhea, which he normally does. And I think that, you know, people are starting to, like even believers of his, of his are starting to become more skeptical of what he's actually saying. And he's not saying much. He doesn't say much of anything other than self-aggrandizing and, and, and proposals that he's not being praised enough. So I think the spell is starting to break and we need to sort of just like keep that going and really pull the curtain behind uh, who this person is. And it's just, it's never going to be more clear come election day. We'll know, we'll know that for sure then. And, and Mac, I, I saw a cartoon on your, that you posted about, you know, Donald Trump going poof on November 4th or 3rd. And it's like, no, he's still going to have two more months in office to do maximum damage and even when he's not in office, he still is going to have Twitter or some other f- platform to, sp- to spew the kind of stuff he does to the people that really believe. So he- he's not going away when election day is over or even when he's out of office. It's really probably not going to stop until he passes away. Well, I agree with that to an extent. I think that the problem, though, is that once you are – now it's different. If you are a, a one-termer or a – someone who's been in office for the last eight years, right? That's a little different. That's kind of like you, you know, take it. It's not really a victory lap, but nobody takes you seriously for like the last year going into the election. That's the reason why the Republicans were able to, to stop uh, Merrick Garland from becoming uh, a Supreme court justice. Cause like, well, nobody cares what Obama says anymore. He doesn't have any political power. He's a, he, he's a, a lame duck president. Right. Uh, because he's only got another year left. That's not the case with Trump here. Uh, he still has a chance to, you know, to win. Now, once he loses, <clears throat> and if he loses as badly as I think he will lose, nobody is going to give him a goddamn chance to do anything. Uh, nobody's going to support any of the crazy shit that he may have in mind, because it's going to even make their case even much worse for the next four, four, four years. If the Republicans are smart and i think most of them a lot of them are again donald trump's not even a he's not even really a republican we can kind of i think we kind of really really agree on that it's his movement it's his thing that he's doing here it's this reality tv show that he's got going on uh they're not gonna like okay you lost we're 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 completely done with you no you're not doing any of your crazy bullshit and the military has already spoken out enough that's the big key is that if we What happened? That Donald Trump was doing. And so you have to look at it that way. He doesn't have the support of, of the military. He doesn't have the support of, uh, you know, oh, are you guys hearing that? I'm hearing you. Well, that's weird. All of a sudden it went off. Anyway, sorry, my, my rant was, was going on anyway, so it's probably good that it got cut off, but 
you know, the bottom line is I don't see that as I know Claire does as, as a big issue. It's like, what, what's he going to do when he loses the election? Only so much. Kind of when the, you know, the gears kind of take over again. And maybe I'm being naive or too uh, optimistic, but that's, that's kind of what I think will happen. One, one, one more thing on the polls that you're talking about is it's not just the national polls you have to, you have to look at. You've also got to look at the, um, uh, you know, you've got to look at the, at the state polls too. So you've got the in, individual states and look at what those numbers are. And they've, they've improved their – and actually, when you, even if you go back and look at it, the polling wasn't wrong. I mean, Trump lost the general election by just a little less by, than what they thought. He was pretty damn close. Where they made a mistake was in certain areas of the country uh, that they assumed were going to go Democratic. They, they got a little, little, a little lazy with the blue wall. But if you look at the numbers across the entire board, Trump is down substantially. And, and even if that corrects itself a little bit, and he's still down three to five points less in some of those places than he was last time, he will lose the election in a, 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 a tremendous, bigly land, land, landslide. And that's really what we want, because then, then there's no doubt. Well, I think the bottom line, I'm sorry, go ahead, AG. Oh, no. Well, I was just going to say was all he's got to do is make the outcome of the election seem illegitimate. And then you know he's going to do that. So even if it's a landslide, he's still going to be incredibly dangerous. And, and he may be dangerous even out when he's out of office. Like, we don't know. I mean, hopefully there's some safeguards as far as him passing state secrets and whatnot onto other governments. I really, at this point, I have no, I have no, um, I don't know. I, I don't have any faith that he's not doing that. So, yeah, it would, it would the not be checks and balances. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised either because yeah. I think, again, a lot of people say, well, Trump is just, he's just doing, he's playing three dimensional chess. He's gaslighting. No, I don't think so. I think this is who he is. This person that we've seen the last four years and even before that, the reality, the, the reality TV show stuff, that's who the guy is. He is a human piece of shit. And and that's and that's doing a disgrace to all human beings. He is that low of a person, and will not. He, he, there's nothing that he won't do to hurt somebody else. And I do agree with you. That is kind of the danger. Which you know, but the problem is that a lot. Of, you know, he's also fed into people's uh, uh, all these kind of things. Like this, the, it's the golden age of the crazy conspiracy theory, right? It's insane how many people feel like like those grievances like you know in in school you remember back in you know school if you can remember back that far there's always a kid or a couple of kids who would just constantly complain and uh w there was always a reason why they were never at they were, ne they were never at fault uh who would never take any responsibility for anything and that's the kind of kid he's still a little kid and there's a lot of those people out there in the country right now who are in that way too who feel like oh i've I've been somehow kept down, you know, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for, well, it's got to be, you know, for instance, QAnon was one of those things that's, that's come up or before that, the Illuminati. And it's all these people who grab onto these insane conspiracy theories because it, 
it just it justifies all the problems that have gone on in their life and that's what he does too he'll he'll retweet all this kind of crazy shit so not only does he have just like republicans who want to be there just for the the sake of policy but he's got the nutbags with guns be that are behind him too so he's got violent people he has already nut, crazy nuts and if you've looked into any of the the the, the q on stuff it's insane it's like it's it's a it's a counter coup somehow a donald trump manipulated the Mueller report to somehow investigate the Democrats and the liberal elites and there's a pedophile ring going on and you know Donald Trump is the only one who's fighting against it, it, it this is this whole thing he's fighting against it he's he's actually protecting us from all this stuff and you know it, there's it's insane it's the insanity that he's appealing to have you guys seen any of the, of, of the QAnon stuff I have not just and reference. they're winning races. The QAnon people, there's one in Oregon. Who, she, she won a race. She's full-on retard and, and, and won a race in, in Oregon. In, in, in the Republican, or the primary race. And the Republican was like, well, you know, I guess these, these are the kind of people that we have in, in our party now. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's sick. It's sick what they do. And it, it's, it's dangerous what, the, what he panders to also. AG. So you mentioned uh, pedophilia ring, and this week, this week, Giz, Gislaine Maxwell, yes, was arrested. Yep. So she she was arrested by the office that Trump tried to have or did have the prosecutor investigating his cronies fired from. So that office arrested Gislaine Maxwell this week. And first of all, Gislaine, get your story on record now before you are suicide. <laughs> okay. So some stuff, may, some stuff may come out about Trump and Jeffrey Epstein and stuff go, going on with his own daughter. There are pictures out there that are like very disturbing of how he would hold him to his daughter when with Jeffrey Epstein present also in the picture. So if, if there's somebody, if people are out there believing some sort of pedophilia ring, look at the top because this is what's exactly going, this is what's going on. And I think that it could well be that the stuff that Trump is trying to hide, which he clearly is, could have something to do with with this, or at least this is one one area where he has something to worry about. This could be what the compromat that maybe the Russians have on him has something to do with this. So the QAnon people start looking at the top. You know, stop stop focusing on Biden and, and Hillary. Look at what's going on with Trump because if you're really truly disturbed by uh, pedophilia. Yeah, it's it goes. I don't want to say it goes both ways, but I mean, <laughs> look at do some self 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 examination here about you what you really been because there's something to this. I 100% agree with that. I almost wonder if it wasn't the QAnon shit wasn't actually started by the Trump campaign itself to just distract away and can and continue to push away from it because hell uh, this uh, the idiot son eric trump 
he he retweeted, and I feel I feel bad for that guy sometimes. I I don't know why, but he's such. I mean, he looks like he has Down syndrome, and a lot of the things that he does in you know would indicate that he has that intelligent level. But he he's like retweeting a a photo of this gal. And believe me, I'm not uh, saying that you know the Clintons are not evil in their own way. Of this gal, what, what's her face at their their wedding at the uh, at Chelsea's wedding? But you have picture, you have photo after photo after photo after photo of Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein being very, 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 very copacetic. And then you have insane comments, something that I would never say about my own daughter, of Donald Trump saying the things he says about Ivanka Trump. I mean, just sick things. Like, you know, I, I can't bring him up all right now, but if you look him up, there's several quotes like, you know, she's. You know, if I wasn't her dad, I would be like all over kind of stuff like this. Oh, my like, God. What? Yeah. Look up some of the quotes that Donald Trump, that our uh, esteemed producer should be looking up these quotes right now to see some of the sick shit and some of the sick photos of how he's holding his daughter, like grabbing her ass. And, and it's 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 really disgusting. That the, the And you're right. But the problem that uh, AG, you're right about the Q1, but they're they're a cult. They're a cult, not a, not a cult. They're a cult, and they're not going to believe. And again, it's kind of like uh, Amito's buddy, which I think may or may not be Rick, who is 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 just so enthralled with it all and will not be not have their opinion changed. So that's 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 the difference between someone who has been brainwashed or someone who has an like. So, for instance, if tomorrow it was all proven true that uh, Biden uh, is a serial rapist and has actually mol- mol- is, has been m- molesting women. I would call for him to drop the hell out immediately. And, and if he stayed on the ticket, I just wouldn't vote. I would not vote for him. There's no way in hell that I could vote for someone like that. That's the difference between someone who can think critically and, and someone who can't. And it, it's, it's these people who are never going to get have Trump, you know, with his daughter bare, bare ass pretending to do her doggy style, and they would still vote for him. Well, and another thing is like, look at how Ivanka Trump is dressed in some of these photos when she's, I yep. don't know, 12, 13, 14 years old. And, and these and, weird yeah, parties. Yeah. I, not, I'm not saying that there's, you know, anything that somebody invites by how they dress. But my point is that it's almost like she was sort of being showcased to Jeffrey Epstein. And then the fact that just how Ivanka Trump is when she talks, it's almost like she's off in some other sort of happy zone uh, as sort of a coping mechanism, because I don't know if she doesn't seen a bunch of stuff, who knows what goes on or what went on at these uh, basically these billionaire parties and it's just like you know a lot of times where there's smoke there's fire and so I, I the more I've read about this or, or seen you know, this last week I'm not so sure that she wasn't sort of shopped around to, to these people so yeah yeah, I, I, I wouldn't disagree and it has nothing to do with Trump you just have to look at the evidence that's right out there I mean for me as a father and there's several photos of Trump at, you know, surrounded by other Playboy bunnies with his daughter right there. 
and his hand on her ass. There are photos out there like that. You know, whatever you want to think about porn or play or play or uh, or, or Playboy or anything out of that kind of stuff. That to me is kind of like it's your own thing. It's your own private, whatever you want to do. I wouldn't bring my kids to something like that. Are you insane? And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have brought my daughter to something like that. That to me, it's like not even in the realm of human thinking that you would do that. It's not the place you take your kids. It's clearly an adult thing. It's for adults only. And you, you, you're there, sur- you're surrounded by playmates and you're, and, and she's what, like maybe four, maybe, maybe 14 or 15 years old. It, that's, that's pretty goddamn sick. Yeah, I and I hope that it didn't happen because then, then that's a horrible thing to think about too. It's like you, you don't want that to be wished upon some some person. But, you know, if, if anybody were to do it with the closeness between Trump and Epstein and then how he died, it's all very interesting to me. Maybe a reporter just needs to, you know, if she's he or she is interviewing Ivanka, just flat out just asks, describe your father's penis. And then if she is able to, if she's able to be eloquent about it, then I think we know what's going on there for sure. And the freaking QAnon people better, better freaking listen. All right. Well, um, final words. Let's kind of wrap this up so that uh, Edgar can uh, go on his, go on his merry way. Uh, AG, final thoughts for, uh, for Edgar today. Uh, be safe out there, Edgar. Make sure you're wearing your mask. Uh, carry hand sanitizer. Maintain your social distancing. And also just avoid going anywhere. <laughs> all those things. Thank you, AG. Back. Wow. I mean, that's pretty much all I, all, all I was going to say. I say the only other thing at, at, at this point, Edgar, for your protection uh, is to avoid police. Don't don't put yourself in any bad spots. Uh, you know, if you happen to be carrying, uh, I don't know, a phaser from one of the conventions that you're going to, like a Star Trek phaser replica, you know, don't carry it on you. Uh, because if you do take it out, you'll probably be shot by a, a cop who's really nervous. Uh, just be very careful of the police. I think that's the last part of it there. Or, or at the very least, make sure you're always already filming. You've already got your camera, your video turned on, and and because <laughs> you know, I mean, they do, they do, tar- they Edgar, they do target us brown people for sure. I think um, I definitely want to echo what AG and Mac said. Certainly, uh, do what you can, peeps. Vote smartly, and also, please help spread the word that Gislaine Maxwell did not kill herself. <laughs>